0: Thanks so much for being here today. I'm Diana Olenik, your host, and this is another episode of the XR Magazine podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking with Nick Busiera, who is the co founder and managing director at the VR company called Liminal VR. He leads an award winning VR team of neuroscientists, psychologists, 3D artists, animators, and software developers who are focused on leveraging the principles of neuroscience and cognitive psychology to induce emotional and cognitive states, Taking an evidence-based approach from researching the fields of neuroscience and psychology, as well as implementing tried and tested techniques from the games, music, and movie industries, the Liminal platform delivers short, engaging virtual reality experiences to empower people to choose how they feel and perform. This all sounds super exciting. I can't wait to begin this amazing chat. Let's do it. Thanks so much, Nick, for being here today. Super, super exciting to be talking to you about this amazing company and your amazing work. How are you doing today?
1: I'm I'm very well, very excited to be here.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, let's jump into it. Uh, We have a lot to talk and all interesting stuff, of course. So my first question for you would be, take us please to the time where discussions around creating an amazing app were taking place. How Liminal VR was born?
1: Yeah, well, it was, I guess in a way, a classic startup story uh it was myself and uh liminal's co-founder and ceo damien marati uh we're in damien's uh i guess house at the time uh trying to look at potential avenues for uh you know directions we we we'd like to uh generate a company together and and yeah we we uh we were exploring a lot of ideas and uh we uh came across vr very early it was it was late 2014, I believe, and, and I uh, was we struck, uh, I guess like instantly by the ability of virtual reality to change how we felt when we used it. We we're only using a very primitive headset, the old Google cardboards with, uh, that, that run on a mobile phone. It was a very simple experience where you're literally just standing, looking up at a, you know, at a, at a virtual building and, and sort of moving through the building, uh, nothing fancy. And it just generated this, uh, sense of awe in, in both of us, uh, that you could experience scale in that way. And, 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 uh, and, and we thought, well, that's interesting. And so both Damien and I, uh, we actually met, uh, on, online on a, on, on a, uh, on a uh, web social media website called IdeaPod. And we sort of got to know each other, uh, virtually, uh, through that. And, and I guess we, um, both, uh, I guess started, uh, met up and started, uh, exploring opportunities. Um, I guess on from the background that we're both very passionate about technology and psychology and the opportunities that that is going to bring for the world and how to bring those two things together. And when we experienced that experience, um, for us, it was just obvious, like this is the direction we had to go. So we formulated. Liminal, uh, from the ground up and wanting to, I guess with not just to build VR as a VR company, but we wanted to do something different. We wanted to look at, okay, well, what is it about, uh, the medium that is novel and different to other technologies? And how do we focus on that and build? A, a company and a platform um, around that to, uh, I guess, I, I guess maximize the potential of this technology. So for us, that was um, its ability to induce emotional and cognitive states. So we decided, well, we want to be world leaders in that. Um, and we, uh, I guess developed a, a team, um, very, very research heavy rather than developer heavy at the beginning. And, and that was, that was, uh, deliberate because we knew there was no market and we knew. That, uh, we really needed to, wanted to specialize and carve out, uh, a niche in that, uh, you know, in, in that, uh, space. So we, we didn't want to just port the old to the new. We wanted to create something, um, completely different that no one had ever seen before. So liminal was born. Uh, we, we had, we, um, established a team of psychologists and neuroscientists did a lot of, um, research into, into, uh, emotional state and cognitive state induction. Everything from, uh, its ability to calm people down, to generate states of awe, to relieve people from pain, to energize people, to freak people out, you know, generate stress and, 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 and fear, fear responses and all sorts of things. We just wanted to say, what, what can this technology do? Where can it take you? And, and then on the back of that, we, um, uh, I guess, uh, we, we started documenting our methodologies that we were, we, we were, um, you know we're uncovering so so we were looking at you know what what colors do you use how do you use motion what so how do you go about uh designing interactions for to energize someone or how do you um how do you create a, a breathing simulation where, and what's the optimal inhalation exhalation ratios how do you manipulate scale and all sorts of there are a lot of different techniques that can be um, adopt it to reliably move people and, and, and change how they feel and perform, and we wanted to, and still do, uh, are continually working on how to maximize uh, those uh, those things, build an evidence base around them, and, and uh, t- a, a, adopt a, a scientific rigor around around VR design to achieve these effects. So maybe you fast forward a couple of years. It was really we were very internally focused in the first couple of years, looking at um, how you know, looking at how can we produce this stuff. How how do we how do we uh, go about uh, designing these experiences ourselves? We we're looking at both VR research, but also general uh, scientific literature around color emotion and, 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 um, you know, and, and, breathing and, and, and mindfulness and, and, and things like that. We also looked very closely at the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, so, so, you know, um, what, what, what are the techniques that musicians use? What are the techniques that cinema use? So if, if you're on a, if you're watching a movie or if you're listening to a song, you don't uh, necessarily uh, listen to that. Wanting to feel neutral, you want to feel something. So there, are, there are things going on there that's taking you places, and and we wanted to understand that. But then it, it occurred to us, um, this research that we're doing is so powerful. Um, why, uh, like like for us to really maximize the benefits of that research, it's not really just about um, about uh, you know what we can produce ourselves. As a company, it's what the VR community can develop as a whole. So we decided um, in uh, around 2017, and we went to VRLA um, to, to uh, you know showcase some of our work and 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 to start this process. We decided to uh, adopt a, a community-generated content approach, where we're sharing our researchers with uh, developer partners um, all around the world and, and getting them to build their own experiences and we bring that into into our own platform. And then we're evaluating experiences psychometrically, uh, getting user response and, and working out what works and what what doesn't work. So in some ways that that our partnership program um, is going really well. We've got um probably at last time last time we counted, I think 12 or 13 uh developer schools and universities on board using our research for teaching purposes. Uh, across more than 20 campuses, uh, and four continents. And, and we've got, um, this real sort of groundswell of, um, of developers getting behind the liminal platform and, and, and working on producing, producing content to, um, to, you know, uh, go into in, in to, 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 uh, I guess be showcased, um, in, you know, on, on the meta score store and elsewhere. So, um, our platform itself, uh, currently has Four, um, categories of experience, calm, energy, pain relief and awe. Um, although pain relief is temporarily, um, you know, uh, on pause, but we're going to be bringing that back soon. And, um, we've also got a, a virtual reality lab where we're, we're testing different, uh, design approaches at scale. So we, we, we run these little experiments and, and users, uh, get, uh, earn, earn virtual currency, which then sort of gives them privileges on the little platform to unlock content. So, um, it's a journey that will never end, but we're, um, yeah, it's so far, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, remarkable for us just how, how, you know, so many, um, developers all around the school, all, all around the world have been getting behind us and, and really sort of supporting the initiative. And, and, um, yeah, we're really excited to move it forward.
0: Wow. That sounds super, super exciting. It sounds like you, of course, it, it has undertaken GRs of this research, of the experience of developing, designing, all of these. It's super amazing to hear all these amazing stories. So um, I think that that was an interesting approach, the one of leveraging the community, because you might have some uh, interested clients or users from the app in actually having it as an independent user. But also there is another community that is interested in generating this type of experiences also for, for the users. And I think that this is the right thing. Now that you mentioned, it's amazing because as we analyze other type of industries or businesses, this is what they do, user-generated content. And yep. from the business point of view, it makes sense. So we can learn many lessons from what you just mentioned. <laughs> that sounds super mm. interesting. And especially now with this emerging field of technology, these early applications would inform future businesses also on how this type of model works in this emerging uh, technology. So interesting, very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. And My question would be, from the point of view of the psychology, Mm. why do you think that we need to induce and augment emotional and cognitive states? Like, in other words, what are the benefits of this?
1: Well, I think there's many benefits. Uh, There's uh, and and it spans many different uh, different motivations and use cases uh, for not just vr as a technology and not just te- not even technology just just life you can see pe- people want to optimize themselves and upgrade all the time they want to perform at 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 a, at a peak level people like feeling different things there's just an intrinsic quality about the human experience that Uh, that, that, that really sort of, you know, that's the, it's the reason we experience content. It's the reason we watch television, we watch sport, we play sport, we, we, we go to the, the movies, we, uh, you know, we go to the theater, we listen to a song. Um, it's all about, it's all about this, this, uh, this, um, you know th- these feelings that that can can be generated uh, by um, by I, I guess content in general. Um, there are obvious um, use cases when it comes to okay, well, what if we make someone feel a certain thing for a very specific purpose? So if you're if you're a highly strung anxious individual, or you're going through you know some some stresses in life. Um, the ability to reliably calm yourself down, um, in the moment, on demand, uh, with minimal effort and, and, and training, um, is, is, it has, has obvious, obvious benefits. Um, if you're, uh, a, uh, you know, if, if you are experiencing chronic pain, and virtual reality can distract you from that pain, so that you don't feel it anymore, or at least you've got analgesic effects that are that are very large. So it's it's it's, it's, it's not as pronounced as it would have been without without the technology. You've got like this pharma, non pharmacological intervention that can can um, alleviate people's pain. Um, so there's there's or, or, or maybe another use case if you're if you're looking at uh, creating. A training experience. He wants people to perform under pressure. Making people feel pressure has obvious benefits in in that training session when you want to simulate scenarios and things like that. And we do a little bit of work in that space as well. So um, there's lots and lots of different reasons why why we'd want to do this. I, I would almost go to the to the extent that any content creator. Um, and any content consumer are, are doing it, whether knowingly or or, or non knowingly, creating or using these experiences explicitly for that purpose. So in some ways, like what what we're doing is not uh, overly new. It's just that we're sort of our, our goal is to to build a sense of rigor and framework and collect data to help optimize the design of of these experiences to. Um, I guess I uh, get better and better and more, more uh, you know, um, I guess more effective in the way that we do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks so much. So when you're speaking there about, you know, collecting the data based on all the research that we've done, what are some of those very important lessons that you've learned in terms of designing these type of experiences? Because the most important fact here is that the experience have to generate that emotional response anyways, right? Like that is the ultimate result. So the design of that is not just simple as putting certain interactions there in the app. Like what are one of the best lessons learned that you've had based on the research and all the process?
1: Yeah, it's very hard to boil it down to one thing. It depends on what you're trying to create. But, but to give you a few examples, one obvious uh, thing that developers use is color. Um, so, Um, we know for now, now when people think about colors, they, they typically think about blues and greens for, you know, for calming experiences and, and maybe reds and yellows for more uplifting, energizing experiences. And that's true. Um, there, there's, there's, um, you know, those, those sort of uh, color palettes do have, have an effect. But what's more important than, uh, than, uh, the actual color selection is the color saturation level so you can have sort of soft muted colors that are more likely to be you know uh interpreted by users as being in in a calming environment or you can have very loud sort of saturated colors that are going to be more energized so very saturated blue or very soft pinks um that you know the soft pink will be is more likely to be, be calming than uh, the saturated blue. So, um, that, that, that's just one example. Um, with, for example, an awe experience, um, you know, one thing about awe is that, uh, virtual reality, uh, you know, with VR, it's the first, um, technology in my view that can really generate awe on demand because, um, you can play with scale and, and perceptual vastness and spaciousness in a way that, um, that other, you know, watching, watching a, uh, you know, a movie on a flat screen TV isn't able to produce that kind of experience. So, you know, it's, it's like, uh, where you know, with awe, it's about scale, it's about vastness, it's about surprise. Uh, it's, and there's a slight, almost, uh, all, there's almost two sides to awe. There's, that there's, like that positive, it's called positive valence, but the, the positive side where you, you're experiencing something, um, something amazing, it's like wow. And then there's almost that terror side. You've got this big giant tsunami coming your way, and and you're in, you're you're in this state of awe, trying to interpret what's going on. And and with awe, um, you're uh, I guess trying to present a novel novel, um, uh, stimulus to a, a, um, to the user that, uh, it sort of breaks down their schema the way that the way that they conceptualize the world is bringing something new that they have to, you know, make sense of this need for accommodation. And, and, and so you can, you can do some, some really creative and, and literally awesome things. Um, you know, just, just, just having this basic framework in, in mind, it, it goes, You know, a lot, uh, a a lot more complex than that. We've got a whole site docs that we make available to our developer partners with, um, you know, uh, I guess design guidelines around um, everything from, you know, color to music to sound design to mindfulness to breathing to, you know, all, all sorts of different, different types of, um, uh, I guess, uh, dimensions that of, 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 of VR design that, that, you might take into account, but that, that gives you a, a little glimpse of some of the things that we're, we're working on.
0: That's amazing. At the moment, you're focusing only in VR. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, we've, we've we have done projects which i can't talk about unfortunately with clients um where we've taken uh some of the some of the principles um that from our research and adapted them into other mediums so it is it is translatable um depends on uh the technology and and to to what extent uh it can it can translate it's very hard to generate an or experience uh, on a on a mobile phone <laughs> For example, mm-hmm. when, when, when the, the, the purpose is to generate this scale and vastness and, and, and things like that. But, but yeah, we, we it certainly have, isn't a VR specific endeavor. Um, it's just that VR is where our focus is because we think, um, the virtual reality has this, uh, ability to, uh, to induce these effects in ways that other, other mediums don't. But we, but it's, it's not to say you, you're moved you can feel awe watching a, a movie in in you know in a in a big hollywood blockbuster and and uh you know that that i think a lot of the a lot of the things um that uh that that we um are working on and and do uh could easily translate and probably already do to the way um you know uh the cinematographers um you know go about uh, creating their experiences
0: yeah for sure thanks so much for sharing that super interesting um what do you think that is the optimal length for a vr experience based on your research
1: um it depends on the vr experience so um a wellness
0: type of experience
1: yeah a wellness experience look we like it's hard to say like we um as as a company tend to uh, like to keep the experiences short because I think, I think, um, you know, it's a big commitment wearing a headset for, yeah. for hours on end, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, to improve your wellness. It's not to say that there's, um, not reasons to do that, but, um, I guess for us, we want to make it accessible and, and not feel like a really big commitment to, to use an experience on, on, on the liminal. Uh, platform uh, and and what we've found is that uh, virtual reality can really change people in in literally can only take a minute and and you can feel different after using it compared to before. It's that powerful a medium. So um it's it's really again what's optimal really depends on the use case. We've been look doing work in in pain relief, for example, and if you're undergoing a medical procedure. And, uh, and, and you, you want to use VR in conjunction with that. Um, you don't necessarily want it to be a short three minute experience while you're, you know, while you're receiving your, you know, injections and, 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 and someone, you know, it, it, and you've got this procedure being performed on you. So in that, in that situation, you know, longer experiences, uh, might be, um, you know, more appropriate. So it just really depends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great yeah some people find wearing the headset is too heavy you know like it's it, it comes sometimes it comes tends to come to the front it's sometimes uncomfortable sometimes people have this um, um motion type of um uh, illness disease um yeah sickness, motion sickness so mm. this is something that is very important to consider when designing When so i i love that in Luminal VR, the experiences related with wellness are designed on purpose to be short for that mm-hmm. purpose. So thank you for expanding on that. I think that that's very important uh, from the point of view of design. So yeah. speaking about these headsets, what do you think that is the future? How is going to change, if any, the way that we're experiencing wellness, for example, type of uh, experiences now, but with Upcoming new devices, for example, devices that for mixed reality. What is the future Mm. of that? And if you want to add something even for AR, what, what are your thoughts about
1: it? Yeah. Well, I think, um, in a way, the distinction between VR, AR, the real world and, uh, and even more sort of other sort of traditional sort of gaming devices is very short term. Uh, distinction in 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 the future and and potentially in in the near future, um, we're going to see an increasing blend between these technologies, and that's where this this metaverse word comes from that that everyone's talking about now. Um, it's not necessarily you know virtual reality versus augmented reality, which one's better or which one's going to take hold. They're both going to take hold, and they're both going to take hold at the same time, and. In all likelihood, they're going to be the same device that takes hold. So, um, it's, so the way I see it going is you've touched on it. Um, you know, there's the form factor of virtual reality is currently a little bit cumbersome from the point of view of, um, a, uh, of, of, you know, it it can feel heavy if you're using it for long periods of time. That's all being addressed and, and that what, what we're seeing is this convergence of a lot of different technologies. We've got 5G technologies um coming to the fore these um you know these these headsets that we currently have are are going to be uh getting smaller and smaller and then eventually becoming glasses that uh that can switch between virtual um you know mixed reality uh and 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 the real world into it in different blends and then um and and I, so I think that is, um, at a hardware level where it's all going and, and it's just a, it's just a matter of time, um, when, when that's going to happen. It's more of a, an, an engineering problem, uh, rather than anything else. Um, I, I also think, um, you know, um, interactive technology is, is moving at such a, a rapid pace at a software level as well. We, we see, A lot of AI, we see a lot of AI, um, assisted, um, you know, uh, content generation tools, um, coming, coming through now. We see, um, blockchain technologies and NFTs, which create, um, very interesting possibilities for, for a a company like Liminal because, um, it it gives us a, a really interesting way to incentivize and reward content creators. Uh, within our platform. So we're, we're like, we're so at the moment, uh, at Liminal, we're, we're sort of taking a step back, looking at all these things and trying to work out the best, the best, uh, strategy moving forward. Like with, with, with running a company such as ours in an emerging, um, in emerging tech, you can't sort of sit still and say, well, look, we've landed on the structure now that's going to take us for the next 10, 20, 30 years. You've always got to be sort of looking at what's around the corner and, and anticipating that and setting yourselves up for the right footing to, to really sort of grow with this expanding metaverse that's coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Thank you. So you mentioned that you have the opportunity for developers to be um, creating some content. How does it work with Liminal?
1: So we've got um, a design guide, which I guess summarizes um, some, a lot of our key research is a web-based resource which we call the PsychDocs. and the Psych docs comes with two different uh sections we've got uh the quick a quick start guide which is basically all the you know the 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 quick and easy do's and don'ts of like how to design a calm experience how to design an awe experience a pain relief experience and and so forth and then we've got um a a more detailed explore section where we're breaking down our research into different uh you know into into different uh categories of design be it uh you know color um motion uh mindfulness uh you know uh 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 interactivity sound uh music what 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 it may be there's 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 quite a lot in there so we so that is a more detailed deep dive into, into VR design. Uh, so the way it's currently working is, um, is we make, uh, our part, give access to our partners, um, you know, access to, to, to that research. Um, and, and then, um, we have a, uh, I guess, uh, we, we look for partners who, who've got a, about a year's experience in unity at least. Um, and, and, and we've got a, a creative concept template and we actually provide feedback through the process for our partners as they're developing, uh, experiences. So for us, the incentive is we want to get the best, uh, output possible from our partners because, um, it, it, it you know, it, it means more content on the Liminal platform that we, we sort of build, um, a collaboration. They go out, they, they start promoting what we do. And, um, and, and, you know, it, it's a win-win for everyone and, and they get the benefit of working with a, a professional team of developers. Um, they get the benefit of, of all this, um, intellectual property that Liminal has been developing VR design. And we, we're effectively m- making that available to mm-hmm. partners at no charge. We just want, uh, want to collaborate and, and get them on, on board and get them excited about building content for the, the Liminal platform.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing. So for that, I guess people can just uh, head over to the Liminal VR website and there is a link there for partners. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and, and and then uh, just reach out on our contact form. And, and um, yeah, if anyone's uh, interested in, in creating something, we're very happy to discuss.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Thanks so much. I think that has been such a great conversation. Uh, we've learned so much and uh, so grateful for this opportunity, Nick. It's so awesome to see a platform that is providing so much benefits for mental health, wellness, etc. cetera, and, and more even products that you offer. So I invite anybody to go and check out the website. And see if anybody's interested, not only on their own mental health, <laughs> but maybe someone is interested in creating, then head over to the Partner's tab, and then you can find the application there to start creating with Lumina.
1: Yeah, that's Yay. great. And, and I'll just add to: um, we're we're always open to uh, collaborat- collaborations with universities and game development schools, and and you know, it's a big goal of ours to really get as many, um, uh, you know, uh, get involved with as many game development courses as we can, and and um, yeah, and just continue to collaborate and, and produce amazing work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. Is there anything that you wish I had asked you today?
1: Uh, I, I think that's, that's, um, about it. Uh, like, I, I can understand, um, you know, the, that, that, uh, you know, we've got, uh, there's a lot that we could potentially be talking about. Like, I, I, you know, I, I found this process uh very very valuable but um you know for us the 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 key message um is um that we're we're um on on the meta store um as well uh and and we're we we're very keen to collaborate with any any content creators who are interested in, in um in you know joining us on this journey and and that, that's the key message that um, that I'd like to uh, leave everyone with. Um, if, if if this is of interest, please reach out, and we'll um we'll, we'll be happy to chat.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing! Thanks so much, Nick. And uh, we we really want to establish, uh, speaking about collaboration, these uh, true relationships where we can hopefully generate more of these uh, good news experiences that we can share in social media. And so people can see you more and more and more here in North America. So thank you so much, Nick, for such an amazing uh, presentation and for sharing all your knowledge and experience. We really hope to hear from you again about this amazing news in our platforms too.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. And see you in the next episode.